Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right. Open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Today we're going to be talking about seeds and weeds. Today we're going to learn something. And um, let me just ask you a question. Have you ever wondered why God let something happen? Oh my goodness, I'm looking at so many of you connecting with you that that's the very things we've talked about. I know your situations of life. Have you ever said, you know, even like Malachi, why, why God do it look like, why does it look like wicked people prosper? Why, why what's going on? Why, why do you let the world be like this? Well, today, perhaps we'll hear from Jesus and help to answer a part of that question and give us something to do in response to it. In the 13th chapter of Matthew, uh, verse 34, reading from the New Living Translation, verse 34 and 35, the Bible says, Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. This fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet, I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. Now, you can find that in Psalm 78. So this morning, what we are expecting is for Jesus to show us some things that are hidden, to explain to us some things that may be hidden from our view and may have been hidden from people since creation. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, uh, 13, it's going to share seven parables. We won't look at all of them today. But these seven stories are illustrations of truth. These seven stories are designed by Jesus to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. How does God think? Well, you know, the, the earth is ruled by God. And the earth is ruled and set in order after the pattern of heaven. But something got messed up on the earth. And just because the earth got messed up with sin and sickness and poverty and worry and anxiety and tragedy and turmoil and temptations, just because the earth got messed up does not mean that heaven is messed up. It doesn't mean that God got messed up. You know, God set it in a perfect order and, 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 and earth got messed up, but heaven is still managing and has a plan. God has a plan. You know, uh, sometimes I don't understand why God did this or why he didn't do that or why he doesn't just go ahead and destroy all the evil people and get them out of the way. Why in the world doesn't God move people that don't, that, that, that don't uh, have my opinion? Okay, never mind. Uh, you know, why, why does God help people? Why does God listen to people who don't think like I think? You know, everyone kind of can feel that way at times, but... The answer Jesus is explaining, he's hoping here that we might understand a truth which God began with creation. So we'll begin our study this morning by reading the second of the seven parables. 
Jesus is explaining something. He's trying to make it plain so that we can see it through a story, through an illustration. And the Bible says he did not teach the multitudes without using illustrations that they could see truth in the illustration and then understand God's principles. Okay, so let's begin. Matthew 13, verse 24. Here is another parable Jesus told. He said this, The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. Now, Jesus wants us to understand this truth about the kingdom, and, and, and he, he, didn't, he does not want us to believe something wrong. The devil wants us to believe something wrong. If you want to know what the devil wants, look at what God wants and turn it upside down. Okay? Whenever God, whenever God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, God said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth up with people just like you. And subdue it and have dominion over it. Those were the first five commandments that God gave to mankind. Well, now you can imagine that the devil, even in Isaiah, says he wants to be like God. He wants to be God. And so, of course, what is the devil going to say to his people? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth up with wicked and evil people, and, and, and you know, subdue it and have dominion over the earth. That's what, he, that's what the devil wants. He wants the same thing God wants. And then we see the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments begin by saying, you know, uh, God, there's only one God, and you need to worship Him. Well, what does the devil want? Oh, there are a lot of gods. You need to just worship any of them. You know, honor your father and your mother. Well, the devil says, no, you know, don't be honored. You know, your father and your mother don't deserve to be honored. God says, don't commit adultery. Guess what the devil says? Hey, have all the sex outside of marriage you want. God says, don't lie, don't cheat. The devil says, oh, go ahead, tell some lies and cheat. I mean, we can turn everything upside down. And that's what the devil has tried to do with this world. He saw what God wanted. He saw what God planted. He saw what God did. And he said, okay, I can do it. I can just do it in reverse order. And that's what Jesus is going to teach us here is the problem, and he's going to give us a fix. In this parable, Jesus is the farmer. You, you remember what it said? Okay, there was a farmer who planted, uh, you know, a, a, a good seed in his field. Well, Jesus is the farmer. How do we know that Jesus is the farmer? Well, he explains it right down in verse 37. Matthew 13, 37, Jesus said, The Son of Man is the farmer who plants the good seed. Okay, so we've identified the farmer is Jesus, Okay. And the field is the world. How do we know? Because verse 38 says, the field is the world. <laughs> okay, y'all with me? Now, God only plants good seed. The farmer, Jesus, only plants good seed in the world. Are you with me? Okay. Now, the good seed, I have always imagined the seed is the Word of God. But, you know, that's not true here. The seed is people. How do we know? Because verse 38, the second part, the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. Okay? I mean, this is not rocket science. What I do, it's a great gig. All I do is read it and repeat it. It's a pretty good deal. Okay? <laughs> okay? Now, are we clear here? Okay? 
So far, we have learned one foundation principle of the kingdom of God. Principle number one, God fills the earth with good people. Good seed. The seed, he said, is the people. The, the, the field is the world. And Jesus is the farmer. He's filling up. I mean, he sows seed. He sows good seed. God is filling the earth with good people. That's what God wants. And that's what God is doing. He's doing it through you. He's doing it through us all over the world. He is, he, he, he is changing lives and hearts and minds, and, and He's filling the earth. We are replenishing the earth. The same thing God said to Adam. He said to Noah. He says to us, fill up the earth with good people. Amen. Hello. The people of the kingdom. That's what Matthew 13, 38 says. Good seed is the people of the kingdom. The people who are born again. God's filling the earth with born-again believers in Jesus Christ. Okay, let's, let's, let's go on. Okay, the next verse, Matthew 13, 25. This is the parable, okay? The farmer, he sowed good seed. But that night as the workers slept, the enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. As the workers slept, okay? Now, now, by the way, this word, this scripture, is not aimed at us judging the workers. That's not what it's about. This verse is not about the workers. The focus of the verse is not on the workers. The focus of the, of, of the verse is on the enemy, okay? He's just saying that while the workers slept, he wants us to understand what the enemy did. His enemy... The enemy of the farmer, the farmer's enemy. The enemy of God chooses the most advantageous time. The time when people are alone. That's why, as Pastor Sergey preached here on Wednesday night, he encouraged us, don't be alone. Don't be alone because the devil chases you down, traps you, tricks you, gets you off by yourself. He has an advantage over you. You know, uh, people get tired. Sometimes the devil will attack you when you're tired. Sometimes he'll attack you when you're taking a break, when you're in the dark. Don't, don't get into the dark because the devil can attack you in, 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 in darkness. Uh, when, when you're asleep, when you're not conscious of what's going on. You know, and then it says the enemy slipped away. The enemy slipped in and slipped away. That's what the enemy loves to do. The enemy of the farmer slips in Whenever you're tired, when you're alone, whenever it's dark, whenever, whenever you're, you know, and he slips in and slips away. Sometimes you don't even know it. Who is the enemy? Well, of course, we know the Bible says that, 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 that the enemy is the devil. How do we know? Well, look in verse 13, in, in, in chapter 13, verse 39. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. That's how I know it's the devil. Okay. Oh, I'm having fun with this. <laughs> just so simple, isn't it? I mean, it just doesn't get much. The enemy who wants to slip in and slip away without notice and wants to sell you something that's upside down from God, the enemy who wants to, who, who wants to sow weeds among the seeds is the devil. And he does it in darkness. He does it when you're unaware. Why? Because if you were aware, you wouldn't let him do it. But sometimes being alone, sometimes in the dark, sometimes, you know, okay, you got it. 
Well, the enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. Okay, what are the weeds? Well, we may as well go ahead and read because you, you know it's going to be right there. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 38, the third part of that verse. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now this just shines a brand new light on some things for people. Here we see that God is filling up the earth with good people and the devil is trying to fill up the earth with bad people. The weeds are people. Well, I don't want to be the first one to let you know that there are some bad people out here. They belong to the evil one. Just for now, though. Because we have a chance to change that. In, in just this one verse, Matthew 13, verse 38, Jesus defines two opposing sides of this great conflict of life. And what we've been experiencing all of our life is the fact that, that, that God is wanting to fill the earth up with love and joy and peace, and the devil is wanting to fill the earth up with hatred and wrath and, 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 and strife and anger and bitterness. And, and, and sometimes we are caught in this situation, and we see you know, two, two conflicts, but they are all products of people. You see, the devil can't do anything in the earth, and God has chosen not to do things in the earth unless they can find someone to help them. The devil cannot divide your family. He cannot divide your business. He cannot divide your church, your community, your nation if he cannot find someone to work with him. He has to get somebody to do his bidding. And this is what God is looking for as well. You know, this brings us to our second kingdom principle for the day. Uh, the devil fills the world with bad people. God fills the world with good people. I mean, I mean we're reading it. I'm not making this up. I have observed it, but I can put it into words because Jesus is explaining it himself. He's saying, listen, God's desire is to plant good seeds. Seeds are people. The field is the world. I am the one that's doing this, and I want to fill the earth with good people, and the devil is doing his best to fill the earth with bad people, people who belong to him, people who will do his bidding, people who will promote anger and strife and wrath, and people who will actually cheat and lie and steal, and people who will not honor their parents and who will live in sexual immorality, people who are not worshiping me but worshiping everything but me wow two things growing in the earth let's let's read on so far god has sown seeds and the devil has sown weeds verse 26 the next verse when the crop jesus is talking about this this is his illustration when the crop began to grow and produce grain the weeds also grew Hmm. Now, he's explaining something here that is truth since creation. When, when the godly people grow, they grow, they produce fruit. Ungodly people grow and produce fruit too. When the godly get rich, there's the ungodly getting rich right beside them. 
You know, it rains on the just and the unjust. And, and both of them are growing together and both of them are producing fruit. You know, uh, bad and wicked and evil things are happening and growing just like the, the church is growing in the earth. Here we are growing a church and growing godly people and reaching out around the world. And here there are some bad people who are not worshiping God, who the, who the devil is planting and promoting. And God's making his people rich and the devil's making his people rich. <laughs> okay, am I, am I scaring you or what? I'm preaching better than you're amening. Come on, shout glory. Glory. This is Jesus. You know, Jesus never gives us a problem. He gives us an answer. He's just describing the problem that we need an answer to. Okay. You know, verse 25. Okay. While the workers slept. Now, uh, who are the workers in this parable? Jesus explains this. He says, I am the farmer. The field is the world. The enemy is the devil. The seeds... Good seeds are my people, the people of the kingdom of heaven. The bad seeds are the people, the weeds, the people that belong to the devil. They're doing the devil's work. Also, there's a harvest he's going to talk about and harvesters. The harvest, he is going to say, is the end of the world, and the harvesters are angels. But who are the workers? guess what? You are the workers. We are the workers. Keeping this in mind while we read the rest of this story, okay? I'm just going to read it to you. And, and uh, the next verse, verse 27. So Jesus is continuing to explain this. He's, he's identified all the players. And verse 27, the farmer's workers went to the farmer. And they said to the farmer, how many times have we gone to God and said, okay, God, hello, do you see the wicked people all around? Do you see the problem we're facing? I mean, come on, how many, how many times? Now, watch what they say. The farmer's workers went to the farmer and said to the farmer, sir, the field where you planted good seeds. You know, are you sure you planted good seeds? Are you sure you did your part? Because I got a question here. Things don't look like they should look if you had really done your job. The field where you planted that good seed, it's full of weeds. <laughs> I mean, I didn't cause it. You know, it's full of weeds. Where did they come from? Where did evil come from? Why is this happening? What's going on in my world? What, why, why is it that every time I, 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 I try to you know, get ahead, somebody stops up? I mean, I'm talking about it's, you know, where did this come from? Where did this trouble, where did this trouble in our nation come from? Where did this trouble between the races come from? Where did this trouble, where did these gas prices come from? Thank you, sir. Now I get an amen. Where, I mean, you ever go, where did this, I mean, God, if you were really, you know, in control here, Lord, it looks like, where did, it's basically they're lodging a complaint to the farmer. Verse 28, 
An enemy has done this, the farmer said. Okay, now listen, if you ever want to know what's happened, the devil did this. <laughs> hey, hello. I mean, Jesus said that. An enemy, he's already said who the enemy is. The enemy is the devil. An enemy did this. <laughs> the farmer exclaimed. He exclaimed. Evidently, he was pretty loud about it. So they said back to the farmer, should we pull out the weeds? Shall we just go and <laughs> clean house, God? Is it time for us to, you know, just... No. Verse 29, you see that? Everybody? Vengeance is not yours, evidently. Okay? Evidently, vengeance does not belong to you. No. He replied. Why? Because you'll uproot, confuse, you'll, you'll disturb, you'll, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. You see, when things are growing together in the earth, they can become a little more entangled than you might see on the surface. You don't know what you might be destroying. You might be destroying some future fruit that God has designed. No, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters. Now, if you read on down, I, 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 I won't read it to you, but he, he says the harvest is the end of the world. The harvesters are the angels, okay? Uh, we, we, we got that covered. Uh, uh, let them grow together until the end of the world. And then I will tell the angels to sort out the weeds tie them into bundles and burn them and put the wheat into the barn. Verse 43, then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. God's got a plan. We're, you know, we're in God's plan. What are we as workers supposed to do in the meantime? All throughout the rest of the Gospels and even throughout the book of Acts, Romans, Corinthians, the epistles. We are instructed as workers what we should do. But nowhere is it more plain than in the great commission Jesus gave to his disciples just before he ascended into heaven. He left them as workers. He's still the farmer. There are still seeds and weeds. And what are we supposed to do? Verse 28, excuse me, Matthew 28, verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go everywhere, all over the world, because the world, the devil is trying his best to fill the world with his people. We need to go and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. Amen. Come on, yeah, give the Lord a hand clap. Okay.
Now, we must do our part. What is our part? Let me make a couple of suggestions as I'm closing. One suggestion is, see if you can stop being so angry and confused. God has a plan. He did it right. It got messed up. What is our part in this messed up world? Well, complaining to God is probably not our best foot forward. Vengeance on those who harm us and hurt us is not our best foot forward. Jesus would later say, if you love your enemies, you are like God. You're acting like God. Those who hurt you and persecute you. Now, I am not preaching a rollover and let people take advantage of you kind of message. I am telling you in your heart to trust God with those things that come your way. But not only do we sit back and trust God, we must do something. Our goal is not to attack people. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but rather against the devil. Make your prayers, make your aim, destroying the devil, shutting him down. How can you best do that? By letting your light shine, reaching out into your world, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel. I am more convinced today than I have ever been in all of my life that we are standing on a moment when God in His greatness is bringing revival to a world, not only to our nation and our community, but to a world that is lost and hurting, and He needs people to help Him. I believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God to change weeds to seeds. Almighty God has a transformation that's like no other. It is not just a, a making a good weed. It's not enough to make a good weed. We must see Jesus change the nature, a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. And that comes about because we preach the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When people get saved, they step into the kingdom of God. I want to encourage you, let your light shine. You know, don't be confused. Don't be complaintive. Don't be vengeful. You know, aim your arrows at the devil in prayer and pray for the salvation of a world that's lost. There are so many bad people in the world. We can see them come to Christ. Today, there are only six and a half people who are not saved to every one person who is on the planet. Just get those six and a half. Maybe you can get them this week, and we could get out of here. We're doing good. The church is doing great. 
in the year 100, there was 360 non-believers for every one believer. We have gone from 360 to 1 to a little over 6 to 1. The church is doing great. Don't believe what the devil says. The world, listen, God, don't believe what the world has to say. The world wants to tell you lies so to keep you confused and upside down. It's the devil that's causing all these problems. Now let's get people born again, and born again people will quit causing problems. Okay? Let's get our enemies saved. Let's get these people in, in, in Christ. Okay? And watch and see what God will do. Be a part of that. Okay? And how do you be a part of that? One of four ways. You already know what I'm going to say. One of four ways that God needs you to participate. Probably more than one, but at least one. Either be a goer, a stayer, a prayer, or a payer. It takes all of us. We need goers, we need stayers. We need prayers, and we need payers. That's what makes the kingdom of God advance in our community and around the world. What is it that God's called you to do? Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.